What's up, guys? You're listening to, to Confessions of a Gym Rat, getting you through the 9 to 5 as healthily and happily as possible. This might be one of the first times that I am actually recording this on a Monday morning because if you followed my social media at all yesterday, you would know that I was at the New York City Marathon and not because I was running. No, (laughs) no, never. Uh, That is a bucket list item that like that will never be part of my bucket list. I, I don't want to do that. Um, no, I decided to go because my, one of my best friends and one of my oldest friends decided to run marathon. And I hope she's listening to this. She lives in silence. You guys have friends that just like, like they just love to throw these little curveballs at you. Like you're like, you're my best friend and I'll tell you everything, but I don't know what you're up to half the time. But when you tell me I'm there for you. And that is Amy and she loves to live this way (laughs) and it drives me nuts but in like a in a way that like I wouldn't trade her for the world but she's always I've been watching her run since high school we were on the same track team she ran in college um it's her it's her preferred method of exercise I can't say that I relate but you know good for Amy I suppose but we're getting out we're getting ready to get out one night over the summer we're chilling in her backyard as we do and she goes, oh, guys, by the way, um, November 5th, can you just mark that down in your calendar and not do anything because I'm running the New York City Marathon? And I was like, um, rewind. You're doing the what? And she's like, yeah, uh, I'm running the New York City Marathon. And I was like, when did this, when was this a conversation? This is the first I am ever hearing of a marathon come out of your mouth. And she's like, yeah, yeah, it just kind of happened. And I was like, well, okay, here we go. So I've had this marked down on my calendar for a long time. And I'm so happy that I was able to see her and support her through that. I feel so tired today. I'm in one of those goofy moods where it's like you're so tired that you're like, am I even sober? Like, does this qualify as being sober? But it was a really cool experience and I want to share it with you guys. I've never been to a marathon before. You guys know my opinions on running. I I will admit, I did have a dream last night that I was running multiple 5Ks. I don't know why. And I have run a 5K before. I think 5K is like the, the longest I would go. I've done it before, but you'd have to give me like... I have to be running for a good reason, you know? I'm not just going to do one for funsies because I did not like the way I felt ever, but I I wouldn't say I wouldn't do another one, but that's the farthest I'll ever go. And you know what? I'm not really sure where I was going with that anymore because it's not about me. It's about Amy. Um, I've never been to a marathon before, and I do not know what I was expecting at all, but I will tell you this. It's no 26.2 miles, but but going to support somebody running a marathon, if you're really dedicated to it, is not a walk in the park. Although we did walk through Central Park, haha. It was not an easy day, I would say. It started at ooh, it started at like 7:30 in the morning. We we picked up bagels. We went to Amy's boyfriend's apartment. Amy's already in Staten Island doing God knows what over there before the race um we had bagels which were phenomenal her boyfriend made a nice little uh tequila sunrise that tasted great he perfected it he threw 1989 taylor's version on the on the record player vibes were high it was a beautiful day out in the northeast it was it the sun was shining i was not too cold which was phenomenal the whole day was actually perfect by the way we get on the the path around 9 30 with her whole family and amy has a a the shimalewskis are a clan okay there's five of them not including the parents and the dog the dog did come uh so there we we had a whole squad we were a unit going through these burrows so we all got on the path ended up in Manhattan 
from Manhattan. You got to take a subway over to Brooklyn. Um, And we were lined up where Amy would be hitting mile eight, which is nauseating for me to even think about because I have just never run or walked eight consecutive miles, I don't think. No, no. The the farthest hike I've been on, according to my Apple Watch, is five miles in Arizona. So I literally have not done that. But okay. So we were there and we we had got there about an hour before Amy would come by. And let me tell you, I don't know what it, the energy was so high there. It could actually bring tears to your eyes. And it kind of did. Like, you know when you feel like you're going to cry and like it's in your nose and then you're like, we're not going to let that happen. That is how I think we all felt. It was just such a beautiful thing seeing these people running through and just people supporting other people, people being kind to strangers. The runners, a lot of them had their names on their chest. So we were screaming like, go Josh, go Brandon, whoever ran by and it makes them smile. It's it was just such a nice thing to see a ton of people, especially New Yorkers, just being kind and supporting other humans. It was such a beautiful thing. And by the time Amy came around, so she was at mile eight or somewhere along mile eight, it was exactly 13K, I believe. She looked like a freaking beast. I had no doubt, like eight miles, like she's done that before. Easy peasy, she's got it. But she did not have a drop of sweat on her. She was smiling. Her hair was in a perfect ponytail. I don't, I, I don't know. I'll never understand it. But she left and everyone was like, is it me or did she look quite beautiful <laughs> like that? And, and she did. She did. So the vibes were pretty high at that point. And then we had to get on a subway that was about 50 minutes because we had to go from Brooklyn over to 96th and 1st in Manhattan. And if you're not familiar with New York City and stuff, it was basically the last stop on the train. So we were there for a while, but we got to sit all, all I think there was 12 or 11 of us. And that was a beautiful thing. I'll tell you that being able to sit for 50 minutes, my back was breaking and I was like, damn, we got a we got a while to go. So I'm there meeting my little misfits bar on the subway because that's, of course, I'm always equipped with snacks. Um, and then we get to where we need to be in Manhattan. And this is going to be Amy's 18th mile. So you would think like, oh, she's got a while to go. She's got to run 10 miles in between what we've seen with her. Like, we'll get there. You'll have time. You know, go find some food, whatever. Not at this pace, not not at the pace Amy was going at. She said, nope, you guys will not rest. You will be as active as I am today. We got there. We had time to go to the bathroom. I went to a bathroom in a gas station, like, and that is something that I honestly never plan on doing again. I did not enjoy it, but we made it fast and we got the hell out of there. Ew, ugh, ugh, gross. Um, and by the time we got like all lined up, Amy was about two miles away. So we're all there. At this point, like, her siblings are starting to get hungry, but her mom's like, she's two miles away. And and she's moving. So we're not going anywhere. So we see her come. Mile 18. She still looks phenomenal. Her hair, perfect ponytail. Face, perfectly tanned. No sweat. No signs of defeat. I'm sure she felt awful. She confirmed afterwards that she felt like shit. But she looked freaking amazing. And what got me, this was probably one of the funniest parts of the day, was she just goes over, gives her mom a hug, and goes, this is so fucked up. And then just runs away. On to her 19th mile. And it just, I was like, you know what, Amy? Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's fucked up. But... But it is what it is. So she goes off and we head on to meet her at her 24th mile. So we had to walk. Ooh, I don't even know. I don't even. Oh, you know what? We had to walk like five blocks. So we were on 96 and first and we had to meet her at 96 and fifth. 
And again, if you don't know New York City, the blocks are the long ones. The streets are the short ones. So we hightailed it five blocks over. Not a big deal. At this point, though, people are in the street. And I don't get it. I don't get it. There's barricades up. But people are just like, nah, screw the barricades. They're closing in to the point where the runners like don't really have room to run. Like people are running into them. And I'm like, does anyone think this is okay? And like the police kind of cared, but kind of not really. And I get it. I mean, how the people kept creeping up. How often are, are you going to waste your voice all day being like, get behind the line? No, but... There was this one woman, and like I said, just to reiterate, it was frustrating when we were trying to see Amy coming and there's other people just like creeping into the street, but there's a right way to approach it. It's, hey, like move back or like get out of the road, like just anything. There was this one woman with her sign above her head, shaking it ferociously. I'm like, who are you ferociously shaking that at? Either the person you're here to watch is here or not. And if she's not, there is no point to ferociously shake your sign. But she was screaming at this grandmother. So at 5th and 96th, you're right across from Central Park. And to get to the end, like you kind of have to go through Central Park. They did not set it up in a great way where basically if you wanted to get to the other side, you had to cross through the race. So people were doing that, but it was in a way where... Like, you you just had to time it right, you know? And if you didn't, then you deserve to get run over. But there was this grandmother with a four-year-old kid waiting to cross. And this woman is screaming, Get out of the road, you dumbasses! You're a dumbass! You're not special! Get out of the road! I'm trying to see! And it was just so classic New York rude as hell. I couldn't help but be like, Lady, like... We are all frustrated, but calling an a 80-year-old a dumbass is not going to solve anything. It's not. I don't know. It's just, that really, that really rubbed me the wrong way. You know, there's a right way to go about it, and there's a rude way to go about it. And this woman was repeating herself, screaming, "You!" Do-. I'm like, what example are you setting right now? Also, like, do you want to be that frustrated of a person? It's frustrating for sure, but like, the way I see it is you have two options. You can either like adapt to it and find another solution, like change the spot that you're in, or you can choose to be pissed off. And that woman chose anger. Okay. But we did see Amy coming 24th mile. She still looked phenomenal. No sweat. No sweat. I don't know how this girl was not sweating. It was like 65 degrees, I would say, outside. And then after we trekked, a mile and a half, you know, a whopping mile and a half um, to see her at the finish line. It was really funny. We didn't really get to see her at the finish line. No one did. But she had to do a little cool down through Central Park. So her mom was like, hey, can you text her and let her know where we are? She texted me back and was like, I don't know where I am. I'm just I'm just following everyone else like a cattle. I need a wheelchair. And I was like, oh, man, we're we're here. So we ended up I think Amy finished in four hours and 30 minutes, something like that. I forget. I don't know. But she did absolutely phenomenal. She looked great after. I asked her. I'm not going to lie. I had to ask her and I whispered. I said, Amy, be honest with me right now. Did you go to the bathroom in your pants? And she said, no. No, I did not. And I know she wasn't lying because we sat through a whole dinner afterwards. And if she was lying, she would have changed her pants. And (laughs) she didn't. So I was like, God damn, not only did she run 26.2 miles, but she looked phenomenal doing it. And she did not have an accident or throw up. That's amazing. That's so impressive. So it was a great day. I just barely ate food and was starving, but we celebrated after, um, I don't know, it was a really great experience. And do I feel like I want to go run miles right now? No, I do not have that feeling, but... I am excited to get to the gym today. You know, it's really inspiring seeing other people accomplish like great things like that. So yeah, I'm not going to tell you right now, hey, you should go run a marathon because it's awesome. No, no, no. But hopefully that little story in Amy's success inspires you to get your butt in 
the gym today or go do yoga or go do boxing, whatever it is. Go for a walk outside. But if Amy can run 26.2 miles without shitting herself, I think you can exercise today. I feel like that is just a fair exchange. One thing we were I was saying at dinner, though, because uh, Olympia was this weekend, which is a huge bodybuilding competition if you're not familiar. But I was like, you know, there's kind of a similarity here between running a marathon and a bodybuilding competition. Both are extremely impressive physical accomplishments, but they're not healthy for you. Running 26 miles is not great for the body. Putting yourself through prep is not great for the body. So it's, I think it's like so weird that we do these things and they're great accomplishments. Like they are because they're not good for the body. So being able to go through it is impressive. But sometimes I just think and I'm like, how did these things, how did these things come to be? I don't know. But that was my little marathon experience. What else has happened this week? Oh gosh, let's see. Well... As far as watching like TV and movies and stuff like that, I basically just, I sat down, I watched my Dancing with the Stars. I was very upset that Mauricio went home when I think that there are other people on the show that are not as good as a dancer as him, but they're trying. So we will move on from that. I watched Scream for the first time. I watched it like the day before Halloween or something like that. I watched it for the first time in full. I I think I, Scream is one of those movies that I have seen that opening scene so many times, but then I've just like fallen asleep or gotten busy and never watched the rest of it. I am not a scary movie girl. So Scream is like, Scream's in my realm, you know? I wouldn't necessarily say that that movie was like that scary, you know? The, the, the blood is nothing, like the blood in Grey's Anatomy, you know? It's... It's uh, And it's a little cheesy and a little corny, but I think I got to watch the rest of them. I don't know. It's it's one of those movies that I thoroughly enjoyed. It was a great movie, even though it's like, you're like, oh my God, come on. I know what's going to happen next. Like, you know what's going to happen next, but it's still a great movie. And that's, I got to expand, you know, I think, I don't know what it is about scary movies that. I've always been like, like they've made me like anxiety spikes. And as a kid, I think it was more like the graphics and the jump scares and stuff. And like, I didn't, I I didn't want to see Annabelle, you know, I didn't want to have nightmares and stuff, but now I've watched more criminal minds than one should consume. So not really, not really worried about that kind of stuff anymore. I think, I think I might be ready to venture deeper into the scary movie category. I definitely do not think I'm at the point where I could go to the movie theater and watch like The Nun. But I'd be a, I'd be all right with trying one out at home. So maybe I'll maybe I'll make it a goal this week that I'll watch like Saw or something. Like I'll start with like the older ones, you know, where like it's the graphics aren't as good and then I'll I'll ease my way. I think it's more of like the jump scare thing for me. Like 80% of The Last of Us was waiting or anticipating a jump scare. So, and I'm, you guys know how much I loved The Last of Us. So, I think we need to get, I need to get myself past that, like get over myself <laughs> and just start. So, maybe that'll be something that I, I venture on into. I have so many movies that I need to watch. Oh, which by the way, did you guys see? In case you didn't see, let me enlighten you for a second. Elf is coming back to the movie theaters this year for the 20th anniversary. I feel like that's such a cute little, like either like a girly day type of thing or like a cute little date. Like go to the movie theaters and watch a movie you love. Everyone loves Elf. Get some popcorn, get some snow caps, get all your food groups in. That's so cute. I'm so ready for all that stuff. For all all Thanksgiving, holiday, Christmas. I'm ready for it. I'm built for it. But yeah, that's about it. I'm trying to think about anything that's happened in pop culture. That's I, I could go on about Travis and Kel, and Taylor Swift, but nobody, nobody wants to hear my continuing thoughts about that. So I'll let that be. 
Um, yeah. No, that's my interesting story for the week. I didn't have anything uh, terribly embarrassing happen to me this week or unfortunate. So that's that makes for not great podcast content, but good, good for morale, good for the life. So without further ado, let's get into this week's episode. I have a great interview for you guys that I think you can take a lot from. So I'm not really going to go into like a health and fitness topic myself. I'm just going to let the interview do its thing. But let's move along and get started with our weekly highlights. It is officially November and Black Friday deals have already started. You guys know that Fit Jeans is one of my favorite clothing products ever. I could go on and on and on and on and on about how much it is worth your money. I know that they can seem a little bit pricey, but jeans jeans are kind of pricey. I think we forget that sometimes. These are the only jeans, no joke, that I've ever found that fit my thighs, my butt, and my waist with no gap. And they're the only jeans that I could sit through an eight-hour workday in the office and not feel ill. I hate wearing standing jeans when I am sitting. And so many regular jeans are just too stiff. Fit Jeans rarely has sales, but their Black Friday sale has started. You can get 20% off of any pair of jeans and you'll get an additional discount with cold lifts. I wear small. I'm like five foot three. I'm like a two or a four depending on the brand and regular jeans go take advantage this sale does last all month long so if you need to wait to get your paycheck you're fine but don't forget to use code lifts at checkout so you can get an extra discount all right let's get into this week's highlights My non-health and fitness related highlight has to go to a cup of coffee (laughs) that I had this week. I'm not going to lie. I went to a coffee place by me and it's literally only by me. So I apologize for everybody else listening that cannot get this cup of coffee. But I think you can buy and get things shipped. No, I might have lied. Ignore that. Anyway, it has been so freaking cold coming to work in the morning when I leave my house it's like 30 degrees now and I hate that and I I'm one I'm a classic you know I love iced coffee and I rarely do not get iced coffee but I decided to get a mocha style coffee from this place rook near me hot coffee and it was beautiful it was beautiful It was so smooth. It was so chocolatey. And I felt so warm and energized for the rest of the day. It just, sometimes it really is the little things that can put a smile on your face. And for me, it was this cup of coffee. That just, I was thinking about it for days. I'm still thinking about it right now. It was a beautiful cup of coffee. Wow. Yeah, it truly was. I feel like that's important to mention too because... And like I say, it literally—it's—it sometimes really just is the little things. A cup of coffee can make you smile. Learn to appreciate it. There's so many people who cannot afford to get a cup of coffee, or do not even have coffee available to them. So the fact that I was able to enjoy this delicious warm beverage was a blessing. It—it it truly was. I think I'm gonna give my health and fitness related highlight. From last week to my quad day. And it was nothing nothing like out of the blue, out of the ordinary. But the reason why I'm going to give it my highlight is because I woke up the next day and my glutes were so sore. It was awesome. <laughs> like I just woke up and I could feel the soreness. And especially as I'm heading my into this bulk, like I am so focused on having my lower body grow. I, waking up... As a girl, waking up with your glutes sore is one of the best things because you're like, I did something damn right. I challenged myself yesterday. Having your having a muscle be sore is a good indicator that you've challenged your body. So while in the moment, it was nothing like, oh my God, this is the best workout I've ever had in my life. Waking up the next day and feeling that soreness, I was like, yeah, this is worth it. This is great. And I'm glad I pushed myself through those extra reps. 
that I didn't want to get through because it's paying off. So I think it's important to mention too, while I'm at it, you're not going to feel sore after every workout. You know, I hit shoulders and I'm not like, I can't move my shoulders the next day. My quads aren't sore every week. My hamstrings aren't sore every week. So don't be discouraged if you do not feel soreness, but recognize what you did when you do feel sore. If that makes sense, you know? And that's it. Those are those are the weekly highlights. All right, everyone. I am here with a very special guest today. I am joined by Mark Perry. Mark, how are you today? I am doing very well. How about yourself? I'm good. You know, it's a Friday when we're recording this. So I'm I'm very happy that the work week is at its end. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. So I wanted to have Mark on for you guys that aren't or you may know him or you may not know who he is, but it looks like you are the founder as well as the coach at Built Lean. So what can you tell people if you if people were to ask you what the heck is Built Lean? In like, what's your short little elevator pitch? Right. That's a great question. We can start there. It yep. Built Lean helps busy professional men get lean and fit for life. That's what we do. And so there's, how do we do that? We have a 12 week body transformation system and we offer other things, but that's primarily what we do with accountants, accountability and guidance. And we've been doing it for over 10 years, almost 15 years. Yeah, It looks like too, that you have experience. And I love having people like this on the podcast since I'm a full-time worker, I guess, if you want to call it as well as balancing my health and stuff. But it looks mm-hmm. like you did work a corporate job in finance for a bit before taking this over. So you have experience and firsthand knowledge on what it's like to be in the working field industry and how it affects your health. Exactly, exactly. So I I, I wasn't, you know, I, I basically I was an athlete in college, okay. ended up graduating college. It turns out when you're you're not training like you know, five, six times a week for two hours. And then you have like a normal sit down job where I was working in finance in New York city. Actually, I know that you're from New Jersey, right? Yes. Yep. So I'm from Long Island. I'm from Long Island. I, oh, you know, okay. I basically, so I ended up going to New York city and had a finance, you know, job. And I was sitting down for like all the time working long hours. Yeah. My intake, my eating didn't change. And all of a sudden I was like, okay. And it was almost like a combination of like just eating a lot and like muscle building gone wrong. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get huge. Yeah. And it's just like, okay. So I definitely appreciate like how challenging it can be with like a super sedentary lifestyle and also a stressful career where you're like working a ton. And like, and then you got to reward yourself on the weekend. So I kind of appreciate all of these psychological and kind of just the basic challenges of, of kind of staying in shape when you have a stressful career sort of thing. Yeah. And that, that's honestly great because a lot of my friends are in the position right now since I'm I'm a few years out of college. But yeah, I am from New Jersey and I went to Rutgers. Right. So a lot of my friends are in the position now where they graduated college and now they're doing their thing in New York and living in Hoboken. And it gets, it's very easy to get swept up in not only the long work hours, but then your coworkers want you to go out after work and you got to be in the next morning. And it's it, easier to just go down the street and get Chipotle for lunch instead of making your own. But those things really add up when you look at yourself in a few months and you're like, oh my goodness. I think it's a lifestyle, right? There's a certain lifestyle, especially when you're kind of like early twenties, um, like in the, you know, kind of New York city. And so, you know, as I've progressed, it's like, you know, I've helped, I've been very fortunate to, I've, I've helped people who are kind of like anywhere from like, you know, low twenties to even up to their seventies. And so as I've progressed, we even focus more on people who have busy family lives, right. Which adds a whole element of challenge, right. When you've got kids, you've got your, you know, it just makes things more challenging, but yeah, I definitely appreciate, you know, things are very different than when they're in college, when you've got an actual job and you're more sedentary. Yeah. So what was the point for you that you were like, okay, something's not working right now and I need to make a change? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, 
I think it was a confluence of factors Okay. where I'm like, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm in finance and I have a lot of entrepreneurial spirit. So when I was in college, I ended up, I went to Yale, I was part of the Yale Entrepreneurial Society. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I really, I really love the entrepreneurial spirit and being an entrepreneur. And I'm just like, wow, I really love that. And so that was one aspect was like, I had this strong, something within me. I'm like, I really want to do something entrepreneurial. I want to start my own business one day. So that was one. Second is like, I, I don't mean to be like negative by saying this, but I hadn't, I didn't really see anyone or meet anyone. I'm like, wow, I want to be like that guy who was in finance. Yeah. Like, I didn't really want to be like, I didn't really want to be like the people I met. And that's not to that's say fair. like, I didn't respect them. Yeah. Right. Like I didn't, res- I respected them. Um, And so that was a big reason. And then third is like, I, I as I kind of projected my life out, I'm like, okay, do I want to like have a house in, you know, let's just say Westchester with a big mortgage and constantly being this like, kind of like, you know, the deal, like kind of like yep. a hamster wheel. Yep. And again, not everyone's in that, but I'm like, I, I don't want to do that. And so I just took the leap and I was like, you know what? I, I, I just pieced out of the career and took a big, you know, okay. a, what seemed at the time I, I kind of repeated, which I think is melodramatic, but I'm like, oh, it's a financial <laughs> suicide. I'm like, oh, this is financial suicide. Oh my yeah. gosh. It's melodramatic, but that's what I did. And I, I think it was a confluence of factors. And I was like, I got a piece. I got to do it. I love that. And by the way, I should say the fourth thing, the fourth thing I should mention, sorry, is major. This is also a major thing, like how I've gone down this path. So yeah, I've left the corporate career, but in terms of going down this path, I ended up like, I've always had a deep passion and interest in health and fitness. Okay. And I helped my brother transform his body. And that's like right before leaving. And it, that's what helped me flow. And I'm like, I can see myself doing this for the rest of my life. It's time to cut the cord and just yeah. go for it. Now, let me ask you this. And I think I know the answer to this question, but are it, your job, what you do every day now with Built Lean, mm-hmm. do you wake up every day still 10 years down the road, excited to do this kind of work and stuff? It's a great question. It's, uh, there have been, there are ups and downs as an entrepreneur in general, right? Cause you're like, you're doing a lot of things. And so yeah. overall I'd say, hell yes. Like, right. Right. I would say like the number of like amazing, like joyful days is just so high. I'm so grateful for it. Like, it's insane. Cause like the things I work on are impactful. Like I just, just before this, we spoke to clients and they both rated our program at 10 out of 10. Right. And they both have like had a major transformation. Yeah. They both are like super pumped and like, and I'm like, and, and then it's a feedback and like, I keep on working on the program. So I'm like working on all these things I love and enjoy. And like, I feel meaning I have some flexibility, um, you know, and like, you know, fortunately, like money's like solid, like I don't have to like worry about it. Um, so yeah, overall, I'm just super grateful to be in a position where I get to like help people. I get to like fulfill my passion and it's a beautiful thing. I love that answer because I think a lot of people nowadays, they either think every day is going to be perfect. And if it's not perfect every day, then you're not doing what you should be doing. Or there's people that just kind of follow the path where it's like, okay, I went to college and I got my finance degree and I'm going to work in finance and I can't quit because that's what I decided I was going to do with my life, but I hate it. 100% agree. It can, you know, they're definitely um opportunities and challenges when you follow your passion right it's yeah. not all like it's not all like roses and uh, puppy dogs and it's not all perfect but through it all you learn even more about yourself and how to help serve people better and how to you know create a, a life that is meaningful and that you love yeah i yeah i couldn't agree more so kind of pivoting like a little bit but still talking about built lean you mentioned before that you have what 12 week programs for we, we I have a 12 week body transformation system okay. right now for men and it's and it's a uh and it, it involves like coaching and and that sort of thing. Right. Yeah. So what are some of the things that you and you you don't have to spill all your secrets and you know that's your whole method of badness but what are some things that you preach to your clients to help them reach their goals or a goal? Great. That's, that's a phenomenal question, uh, Liz. And so, you know, I've been working on this for essentially 15 years. I've been working on this. It's essentially this, it's like, how do we help someone like go from, you know, wherever they are, which is potentially like, you know, out of shape, they're not as feeling great. They're sluggish, whatever. 
and help someone like get back on track and feel empowered. And so our, my perspective is I want to empower someone, right? I don't want to give someone something and they're like, oh yeah, I need to keep on paying you every month. Like, I don't even want to do that. It's not the best business decision, arguably, but it's like, I want to empower someone like, Hey, here it is. You're good. After 12 weeks, dude, you're good. You don't need us anymore. I, right? I 100% understand. Yep. Yeah, you get it. Because I had a personal training practice at one point, which is tricky because then people get dependent on personal trainers. So anyways, to get back to your question, just a couple couple things that really come to mind is number one is we create a very clear outcome and reasons that are important to that person. So as you know, it's like, it's really hard to make a change or make anything if you don't have something specific and clear that you want to create and you want to get to. That's the start. It's literally the starting point. Yeah. It's like, okay, what's the specific outcome? And we work with guys to create a specific goal that's like motivating and inspiring to them. It's not like to impress anyone else. It's like for them, it's got to be from yourself, yeah. from within. Yeah. And then we create reasons why that goal is important. It's not like, oh, I, I you know, do it for my kids. Like th- that's not deep enough. It's vague. It's not it's, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's very hard to reach a goal when you're, when the outcome isn't clear, there's not a clear, you know, you, you run a race, your goal is to cross the finish line. And, and there's also a deadline. So we create a very specific outcome with a specific okay. deadline. And the reasons we dig deep and we help that person find within himself, like, Oh, wow. Holy shit. Like, this is important. Like, I don't, I, it's like, what's it going to cost you if you stay where you're at or you get like worse off or whatever. So we go deep into the psychology of why that outcome is really important. So the outcome and reasons are huge, massively important. It's something that we literally encourage guys to see every single day. We're like, we gotta drum that in. And it essentially almost becomes like an affirmation. It's like good self-talk. It's like positive self-talk every day. Um, second is one of the big challenges, and I'm sure you've experienced this as a, as a, as a personal trainer. I assume that you've done that on the, you know, yep. uh, for years, for since yep. 2018, if I'm not mistaken. And so, um, you know, it, it's, the all or nothing mindset is a big mental block. And so yes. I have actually written about like mental blocks um, because it's like, why would someone who's smart and successful otherwise not be able to achieve a goal? Right. It's like, what's going on there? So right. there's some type of blind spot or something. And so people, again, oftentimes have an all or nothing. So the tip I give is like, go from, it's a chip away mentality. You're just chipping away. You're just showing up. You don't have to have the perfect workout. You don't have to be a hero. Just chip away. And your, your progress is going to be extraordinary over time. And so that's something that helps guys break a pattern. Because the pattern oftentimes is like, I'm going to get super into it. I'm going to create an aggressive goal. And I'm going to jump off the wagon and start it all over again. Whereas it's like, how do we break that pattern and help someone be successful? Where we're going to do like a little bit of a chip away. I'll end there because I've been talking a lot. But those are two, I think, really fundamentally important um, tips I would give. Yeah, I like that. And I especially like the last one. I mean, I liked both of them, but um, everything you're saying is reminding me a lot of what my boss had taught me in my first personal training job back when I started in 2018. She had us use the SMART goal pattern, which I'm sure you've Specific heard measurable thing. Yeah, of course. Exactly, of course. the whole thing. Um, and one thing that I constantly remind my friends my clients, like my family members is you are one, you're not going to see results in a month or in two months too. I know that sometimes when you really want something, it's, it seems like a great idea and you get so eager. You just want to jump into it and just really hit the ground running. But that's how so many people get burnt out. And it's just so much easier to tackle, you know, one thing at a time and change those habits and stay consistent with it rather than be like, all right, I'm going to stop drinking and I'm going to stop eating this kind of food and I'm going to work out six times a week and I'm going to run and all that stuff. Cause then you're like, well, wait, I don't have the tools to do this right now. 100% agree. And by the way, our program is only a few workouts a week. Yep. That's it. It's like three 30 minute workouts a week. And a lot of guys are like, Oh, I don't believe it's like, dude, like you don't need Yeah. Let's get, let's create a baseline here. Let's like, keep it simple, create the baseline. Exactly. And then it's like, from there, you can start playing, like doing tricks. Let's just create that baseline. And that's, what's so invaluable is like the structure, the baseline. And then it's from there, people can kind of like take it and create what they want from it. Yeah, I agree. And it's very easy with social media. And I try as much as I try to push out there, you know, 
advanced modifications and this is the stuff I'm eating. And like, oh, I found this nice product. I also try and remind people, you know, you don't have to be doing all of this. Like you don't have to be in a cutting or bulking phase at all time. You you don't have to do it ever if you don't want to, if your goal is just, just, just to get moving, you know? So it's easy to get overwhelmed and be like, if I don't do this and this and this, then I'm never going to look the way that I want to look. Exactly. A hundred, hundred percent agree. And um, that's something that we, you know, we do and we help people with is make that mindset shift yeah. to break those patterns and make it a lifestyle more than like a right. herky jerky type of thing. So what would you say to someone if I was potentially coming to work with you, if I was a, a guy who had a two kids and a job and I was listening to like, you know, you give me your little pitch and I said, I just, just don't think I have the time for this. Mm-hmm. What would you say back? You don't, it, it, I would say, why not? That's a good answer. That's, I mean, that's what I guess I would say something along the line, the same lines too, or what, like, what is filling that extra time that you can't? Or, or I would ask, like, do you not have the time or are you not making the time? So I guess what we're getting at, and obviously you've, you've reached this level, I think even, you know, quite before me is I, I <laughs> used to be like, hey, just do this and suck it up. Whereas like now, based on the experience I've had, it's like asking a question is incredibly powerful because it forces that person to like search within themselves for the answer. And that's where the big changes the light bulb moments happen yep I like I have that's something that's I've recently come across and I use it in the professional world when I'm at my full-time job I use it with my clients where yeah you're right it just it just forces you to reflect to self-reflect and really search I feel I feel like when somebody asks me like if I'm like oh I can't like I can't do this today and someone's like why and then I'm like shit why can't I do this today or do I just not want to do it that's hilarious yeah you know I've I've my perspective is like if you really want to help someone ask ask them questions yeah like that's like the best way to truly like help someone anyways that's something that I've I've found out over many years of coaching and doing this yeah what do you think is the one of or some of the biggest setbacks for your clients or when people come to you because they're like like I need help what is pushing them back what is the roadblock so by the way I mean we've got a couple things there one is like the roadblock and one's a setback and by the way we've got five beliefs core beliefs for built lean one of them is every setback is a stepping stone okay I think it's really important because listen, things happen. There are challenges that come your way. And it's like, you can see that challenge as a, oh, I shouldn't have done this or this is awful versus like, no, 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 this challenge can help me get where I want to be eventually. Or you can look at it from a more transformative perspective. It's like a reframe, right? Mm -hmm. So that's actually one of our core beliefs. So um, in terms of the setbacks guys experience, well, let's just say, for, for example, when they're on the program, travel can be a yep. challenge, right? Oh, I'm going to a conference and travels one. Another one is, you know, holiday party, birthday party. Basically any sort of social event can create a setback. Injury can create a setback. Oh, you know, I was playing tennis or playing pickleball is apparently, you know, huge. a huge thing. Huge. <laughs> and so, you know, it can be an injury. Um, it could be a sick, somebody gets cold, a sickness. Yeah. And it's like, people are getting so much momentum, dude, I'm crushing it. Dude, I got I got my butt kicked by the flu. Like, or literally, guys got COVID. Guys got yeah. COVID oh, during yeah. our program. You know, so so all those reasons, like things happen. You get fired from your job, right? Doesn't yeah. have to fire from your job, or or you know, all sort. There are all sorts of challenges and curveballs, and they can all be setbacks, or they can also be stepping stones too. So that's my perspective. Yeah. So what would your advice be? Because I I liked how you mentioned you know one of a big setback, I guess, or something that I come across a lot is I try, I have to travel for work and I don't travel too, too often, but I have friends who are in more sales positions and they have to travel for work. And I know how to make it work for me, 
but there's a lot of my peers that are in sales roles that are like, I like, it's just impossible when I'm traveling on the road to stay healthy. Do you have any tips or tricks for traveling for work and staying healthy or maintain or prioritizing your health? I should say. Yeah. So within the context of a program, like setting that outcome and the reasons has a dramatic impact Mm -hmm. because then all of a sudden a lot of the excuses that come up like change. And so Mm -hmm. You, it's just amazing that we have a lot of guys who travel. They've got like, you know, wife, kids, busy family, busy travel schedule, and they still stay on track, even though they're traveling. And it's like a big part of it is because they have that specific outcome. So when someone's connected to their priorities, it makes a huge difference. So I think that's like a a huge point. Because listen, like when you're traveling, I bet you're staying in shape and you're training and you're doing whatever you got to do, right? Yeah, the training part, easy. The diet part, a little harder. True. 100%. By the way, 100%. But the point is, is like, you still got your head in the game. Yeah. Right. Period. So I think that's a part of it is like, it's also about your values and priorities and like being connected to what's important to you is what I'm getting at. And I think like through the context of our program, like that's one of the reasons why I get guys great results. And in terms of like a tips and tricks, I'm a big fan of like scheduling in, you know, workouts. If you know, if someone knows what, when, and where the probability of it happening is like radically improved. So even though you're about to schedule, like, okay, you've got your, you've got your, um, your travel schedule coming up, like visualize, okay. Like what's it going to feel like, be like, and even this is like a next level hack is considering scheduling in some meals. Okay. Like what kind of meals am I going to have? Like, when am I going to have them? And thinking through that, because sometimes it's it, it takes a back seat but in actuality knowing the basics like listen we all have to eat and we all have to sleep and <laughs> yeah. it's like figuring that out in advance actually makes someone much more productive and there have been studies and there whether or not like the veracity of them is is questioned but like people have at least over like a hundred uh thoughts and decisions they're making a day regarding their uh, their food. My right. point is, is when you fig- get that out of your head and figure out, okay, I'm going to eat this time here and here, and I'm going to eat this and that it actually is like defragging your brain. It's like defragging your brain and, and it creates clarity of thought actually. So there's massive value to kind of scheduling things out and planning things out. And so that I think is a massive, massive tip versus creating a reactionary situation. So you're more proactive versus reactive. I, I love it. I am a huge planner. One of the things that I <laughs> like, yeah, I, I can't live without planning and it's helped so much. People are like, how do you stay on top of your shit? I'm like, I literally just make a schedule for myself. That's, that's the easiest way to do it. But when I, I have this little rule for myself that, you know, when I'm traveling for vacation, all cards are off the table, whatever makes me happy in the moment. You know, if I have a little bit of downtime, it's raining and I want to get a workout in. Sure. But I'm going to go out to eat. I'm going to do my thing. When I'm traveling for work, I try and stay as true to my regular schedule as I can. So I'll do things like you said, like I'll take a look before I leave and be like, okay, my flight lands at 3 p.m., I'm going to be hungry. So I'm going to, I can go around here to get a meal and then I could work out at night. I'll do a little something or today's a really busy day. I'll use today as my rest day and I'll work out when I come home one day on the weekend instead. And then I take it a step further because, you know, I, I am who I am and I'll look and be like, what, what foods around me? Okay. Like, would it be easier if I brought like some travel packs of protein with me just in case, I want to throw it into like a meal or water bottle or something. Sure. And that's my little, those are my little tips and tricks. <laughs> by the way, that, that's exactly what we're getting at. And by the way, I actually just released like for free on YouTube. I created a 10 week lean lifestyle program where we have one new habit each week for 10 weeks. Perfect. And it's like a legit, like, you know, this is all, like an amazing program. The first week is actually discussing the outcome and purpose, the reasons. And the second week is planning. And it's like, it's like, it's not exercise. It's not eating. It's, it's like, we got to set up the foundation before we get to that. So anyways, I a hundred percent, like what you're saying is that next level, right? If people want to take their fitness to even that next level, then they can start going even more granular like you are. 
Yeah. I think it's super important too to, cause I hear, I hear it a lot like, oh, it's just impossible, impossible for me to have that lifestyle because I'm doing X, Y, and Z. For me, I'm like, Hey, we all have to work to make a living. We most, most of us need to work to make a most, living. Yeah. yeah, really. I'm like, if travel is part of your work, then you just need to, you need to plan it out and you need to find a way to make it work because right. what's the point I, for me, a, a big epiphany that I had like years ago when I started getting into this lifestyle is, you know, what's the point of working and stuff like that? If I'm not going to be around long enough to enjoy my life, like I need to take care of my health and be able to physically function. Otherwise I just worked my butt off for X amount of years and didn't get to do anything after <laughs> There's also a concept, which I think you'll appreciate, which I call it, at least I see it as the health paradox. Okay. If you, if you don't put time into your health, you sacrifice your health and you sacrifice the other thing. And so in other words, by prioritizing health, it actually creates more energy for other things. So if like you, you have health here, you've got your career, you've got your family, you've got your friends. And it's like through here, you're actually just a better version of yourself. In other words, like the North star of like what I do and built lean is energy. And that's really what health means to me is like, is maximizing our energy so we can do more, have more, be more, all that sort of thing. Yep. I, that is so important. It's so easy to be at the office at four o'clock and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so tired. And I have to do this again. But I just constantly tell people, you know, like if you're feeling sluggish, you're feeling tired or you're just constantly every day you got like a stomach issue or something which it seems like we all have these days take care of your health first like let's get that in check because you're not going to be able everything else falls apart if you're not able if your body and mind are not able to perform you know 100 and by the way the analogy i often use is like you know when you're on an airplane mm-hmm they say, okay, like put your mask on before you put your child's mask on, right? Yeah. You don't put your child's mask on first. You actually put your mask on and then your child. So that's like an analogy I use. Yeah. That's a really good way of, of putting it. I'm, I'm here for that. That's why I preach um, to, <laughs> I talk a lot about mobility on my page now. I've gotten, since COVID happened and honestly, it started out of boredom. I started getting into yoga and now I'm like super into it. I love doing it. But when I talk about it with my friends, they're like, oh, I could never like I like I'm just not flexible. I'm like, you know, I get it. Like I I wasn't really that flexible either. But instead of just like laughing it off, think about the long term, you know, like I want to be 70 years old and be able to walk down the stairs. I want to be able to go to the grocery store and pick up a case of water without needing other people's help. By the way, that's where we're getting at in terms of lean and fit for life. You're thinking in terms of your longevity yeah. and in terms of the long term. And by the way, so I've, I've, I've been very into yoga. I'd say I've been doing yoga for a long time. And even like when I was like super bro in New York, benching 300 <laughs> pounds, you know, like I did it, like I could barely hold a downward dog for like a minute. And it was like, even though I was benching 300 pounds and then, um, no, they're you know, so different. Time, yeah. Over time, like I I'm doing right. It, and right now I'm actually doing a ton of yoga. Cause I set a goal, a fitness goal to do yep. a full wheel with ease. Turns nice. out it's, it's like, like, it's like my biggest challenge. Yeah. So many years of, of, of benching, so many years of benching and internal rotation. Uh, anyways, I'm, I'm like hardcore yoga. I've got whether, where I live in Santa Monica, which is by the way, an amazing, like spot for oh, like health please. fitness that, the, the it's a dream side of la is my favorite place in the world yeah it, it's a it's paradise so like i've got go i literally go to the gold gold's gym uh the mecca i'm there quite often i'm surprised i haven't ran into you at venice oh yeah yeah i go to la a lot i was gonna say hit me up because i like i'm definitely there a decent amount like yeah three Next times a week go, so anyways I'll, I'll you know i'm there yeah quite often cool so anyways yeah we got i got yoga here but in in terms of like you know uh you know as we're talking about longevity, right? It's like that context changes everything. And and I totally agree with you. Like flexibility is also something that is often not looked at, but people, I think a lot of guys are starting to get more like, they also, also say functionally fit. Yeah. They're not just fit. It's like functionally fit. But anyways, yeah, we could talk about mobility for a long time, but I, I'm a huge fan of mobility. And I think it's great that you're, you know, doing more yoga. Yeah, it's great. And kind of, um, 
piggybacking off of that and since you brought up golds, one of my favorite things about going to that specific golds is seeing the the amount of older people, like at like 65 and up mm. that are there do eat like just seeing things like I've run into Arnold there. I've run into Robbie Robinson. Okay. I was doing a leg workout one time with Robbie Robinson, who's he's getting up there like in age now. And just I it, I just found it so admirable to see somebody of his age, not only consistently working out, but modifying his workouts to do what he's capable of at his age. And Arnold like kind of does the same thing without it hurting their ego and stuff like that like we're gonna get older it's it's gonna happen you know oh my goodness it's uh you know so what you're hitting at is also really important in terms of like it, it could be like people could think about it differently because yeah you're right a lot of guys who you know we work with at one point they were like super like you know into the gym or whatever strong or fit it's very and discouraging. Happens. They maybe they get, yeah, maybe they get an injury and then they get demoralized. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it's just like fly off the rails, right? Yep. And so, you know, as you're saying, like accepting that there are going to be some changes, but you can also create a new belief. Like you can actually evolve your body. Like I'm not kidding you. I'm actually, I'm like, I'm stronger, more flexible, more conditioned than I was when I was like a college athlete. It sounds insane, but I'm not kidding. I could do more, like I could probably bench more. Uh, when I was an athlete like, back then, but yeah, but still like my body in many ways is like, it, it's evolved and improved. And so I think it's like changing it and reframing it yeah. to being like, yeah, yeah. You might not be able to do a certain exercise you did with a certain amount of weight, but you can actually still make improvements as you get older. And like, I'm not kidding you. Like I've got some photos that are insane of me, like even five years ago. And now like I'm literally getting more flexible as I get older. And so our beliefs become self-fulfilling prophecies. Yep. And so I appreciate you bringing these older guys up. And so that's one of the mental blocks. We talked about one, which is the all or nothing. Another yeah. mental block is I'm too old. Yep. I'm just too old. That's another mental block. And it's like, if someone believes that, that becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy where it's like, dude, you can make amazing improvements and have amazing vitality as you age. Yeah, I agree. And I like what you said about the demoralizing thing, because I I think I see a lot of that as I'm getting older and I see it from like my friends, parents and stuff where it's like, yeah, oh, I I used to look like that. Or like when I was your age, I was into the gym and stuff. And I'm like, you you still can be your skin's not going to be as tight as it was when you were 20 years old. You know, you might not recover as fast from a workout, but I think we need to all humble ourselves sometimes and be like, this is what happens when we age. It doesn't mean that we can't do anything or we shouldn't do anything. As If anything, I think that aging should be more of a reason to exercise, to keep yourself going and functioning. 100%. And, and you know, I, I swear on you can make progress and improvements as people age. And again, it's, it's like people just are like, I don't want to fall apart versus like you can even you can even make improvements and feel great. And I totally agree with you. Like one of, one of our core beliefs I've shared with you, uh, you know, every setback is a, a stepping stone. One of our core beliefs is not exercising is not an option. No. It's just, it's like, you have to do it. Cause it's, it's like a part of who we are, how we function in order to have like a, a, a clear mind in order to live our life. We, we've got to exercise again. That doesn't necessarily mean you got to like do intense leg workout every, every right. day, but it's like, right. you just got to stay active. Cause that's so important in my opinion for our overall health while being and to have energy and, and create what we want to create and be who we want to be, so to speak. Yeah. I think it's important to remind people too, who are at that ground zero starting point. Mm-hmm. Like you said, you don't have to be doing these crazy workouts five to six times a week. You don't have to be going to the gym and doing yoga and walking and all that stuff. I like how your program is. You said it's three times a week. That's what's what what is it recommended? 150 minutes of exercise or or 120 something like that a week. Yeah, it's so the the CDC. I mean, they're different kind of opinions. I think yeah. the CDC is like you know something like that, about 150 minutes. Yeah, it's somewhere around like strength and cardio. Yeah, yeah, and that's what I remind people who I if I have clients who are starting at like 
nothing. I'm like, it does not have to be this overwhelming thing. The goal is to get you moving. That's what I did with myself. And then I fell in love with the way that I felt after each workout. So I'm like, let's start there. And then the more you see positive change for yourself and that feeling of like endorphins after your workout, the more you're going to want to go. And it's not going to be a, oh, I have to do this and check it off my list. It's going to be a, no, I want to do this, but we got to start somewhere. Absolutely. I think that's, that's a great frame of mind. Yeah. So do you have any other platforms? So I know, cause I know you mentioned YouTube. Is that where you do the majority of your online? Is that where the majority of your online presence is? Yeah, it's a great question. So we, you know, I very done, did very little social media, very, very little. The reason yeah. why is our website has gotten significant amounts of traffic. And so okay. we've, at one point we we're getting 1.7 million visitors a month. Okay. And we have a huge email list. And so we've signed up over a million people to the email list. Um, so over the years, we've kind of like, you know, pared down our email list. Like we're not just making it bigger and bigger. Like we're, we're right. paring it down. But the point is like our website is where the core of, of our marketing and everything is. And like, it's an educational resource. Like right. why are we getting so much traffic? It's because people are searching something in Google and it's coming and up finding our website. Right. And so I like that. Like, That's a good thing to point out. So yeah, it's, it's not like it's uh, out of nowhere. And so we've gotten at this point, we've gotten over a hundred million page views since we started. Wow. So it's been really awesome. And then in terms of social media, it's like, you know, I, I, I do know social media is kind of important um, and I'm doing my best to stay more active. And so I'm coming up with ways of like, okay, how can we kind of make this all work in terms of staying consistent with social media and with our website and everything. And so right now I've actually this year, I made a, a commitment to myself and like even publicly, I'm like, I'm doing one new video every single week Okay. this whole year. And so that's what I've done on our YouTube channel. And um, which is, by the way, it's been around since 2010. Um, so a lot of the stuff, you literally, you can see videos of me from you know, a long time ago yeah, uh, on, our, like, on our YouTube channel. It's taking off and... <laughs> Yeah, on our YouTube channel. So yeah, I think you know YouTube, our website is what I definitely recommend as a resource. Um, you know, again, we've got like kind of like Twitter and all that kind of stuff, but those are like the biggest uh, platforms that I recommend. I think it's interesting too because you're you're probably the first guest that I've had on my podcast where your target demographic is not really too big on social media. Like it's not critical for you, whereas for me. My friends are in their 20s, so everybody's on social media. My clients are typically between like 16 to 35-ish, so everyone's on social media. And if I don't utilize that and and blast people on social media, I don't know how I'd be doing right now, but it's kind of a different story for you, which I think is pretty pretty interesting. Yeah, it's like, how do you get in front of your like the core target market? And by the way, at one point, you know, we still got, we still get like, you know, people are still searching online and finding websites, right? But social media, I mean, you you do this for a living. I think it's like social media for me, it seems almost like it's a little bit more short-term in that you you create something, you create a content, but it kind of falls off and you constantly have to do it. Whereas I can create a video and it can generate views for five years or like an article, for example, one of our articles, one of our articles has gotten like 2 million visitors and I created it once. Yeah. And it keeps on getting traffic over and over again. So that's like, so I think they're they're both both useful, but I hear you. It's not, I think like in terms of time investment, like the website, we tend to reach a lot of people that way. I like that. And it's, it's it makes sense. I mean, if you're going to search, if I'm going to Google how to do a squat on, on Google, it's m- much more likely that your website article comes up before a, some sort of link to a reel that I put up on Instagram. Exactly. Keywords and all that marketing. Exactly. You know the deal. Listening understands. <laughs> exactly. You know the deal. Um, yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, well, I don't want to take too, too much more of your time up, but we have had a fantastic conversation. But I do want to ask where can people find you on YouTube and follow up question? And it's okay if you can't think of one right away. If they were going to watch one video on your YouTube, what would they watch? What or what would you tell them? That's the first video you should go and check out. Such a great question. Um, 
so yeah, so answer your fir first question, uh, you can find me on, you know, Bill Lean. Um, you know, you can reach out right there. Um, you can reach out to me at mark at builtlean.com. Um, you know, just shoot me an email, uh, either myself or someone on our team will definitely be able to follow, uh, follow up with you. Um, in terms of our, uh, the, the best video on our YouTube channel, I'd probably say the first one I just released, which okay. is, you know, helping someone discover their outcome and their purpose. And essentially it leads to this whole program, which I think is really important and valuable because it's talking about, it's a lifestyle program. And that's ultimately, as you know, what fitness and health is all about. It's a lifestyle. Yeah. And I want to reiterate to everyone listening to that. These are free resources going on the YouTube, <laughs> reading this stuff. Exactly. It's crazy. It's free. You don't have to buy a, a self-help book. You don't have to pay yeah. someone. So definitely go and check those out. Otherwise, I I mean it's free. What what's better? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how what what more I could say. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So yeah, thank you so so much, Liz, for having me on here. I've had so much fun speaking with you, and you know, I hope it's valuable to 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 your audience. And uh, if anyone has ever has any more questions, just just let me know. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on. You were fantastic to have on. I think that people are really going to take a lot of valuable information away from from this conversation. Perfect. All right. Appreciate it. All right, guys. Well, that pretty much wraps up this week's episode of Confessions of a Gym Rat. Make sure that you are checking out all the Black Friday sales that are coming your way, shopping for some fit jeans. Um, but do make sure that you follow the podcast on Instagram at Confessions of a Gym Rat. There's no YouTube this week because I'm a hot mess. But subscribe on YouTube at Lifts with Liz and follow me on all socials at Lifts with Liz. Have a happy, healthy, beautiful week, and I'll check in with you next Monday.